Hey everyone, a quick warning about this week's episode. We are talking about the film The Happening. In that movie, people, they harm themselves, they take their own lives. We will be discussing all of that. That is obviously something that is upsetting. And so if you don't want to listen to that, we completely understand and we recommend avoiding this episode. She was looking for a birthday present for Jess, some kind of dollhouse. That's why she wasn't with us. Look, I'm, I'm just going to go get her and I'm going to bring her back and I'm going to find you guys. I, just, I, need, I need you to take Jess, okay? She's going to be a lot safer with you. Don't do this to me. I'm doing my best here not to fall down. I'm sure the probability of Prince not being hit is good. Yeah, you want me to throw some figures and percentages at you so we both feel better? Please. All right. 62% chance. 62% chance he hasn't even been hit. Oh, you go get her jewels, okay? Of course, man, of course. Come on, this is awesome weird event. That's all, we're all gonna be fine. I'm gonna find you guys real soon. I have to go. I got her, Julia. Don't take my daughter's hand unless you mean it. <laughs> Hey everybody, I'm Joel Murphy. And I'm Andy McIntyre. And this is Silver Linings Playback, the podcast where we watch maligned movies and we find their silver linings. And we are continuing Revenge of the Guests month, uh, where we have welcoming back, uh, last joining us when we watched uh, the Fast and Furious saga. Uh, welcome back, Kim Lee. How's it going? Hi, thanks for having me back and allowing me to wreak revenge. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just want to start by saying I, whatever I did to you, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought we I committed. I thought we were friends. I didn't realize. <laughs> Last that, I checked, yeah. we were. I, like, I know we kind of lost touch a little bit during the pandemic, <laughs> and maybe that's the ill will. But whatever it is, I, I am sincerely sorry. I mean, this is how everyone treats their friends. <laughs> to. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this you, you treated us to watching uh, the M. Night Shyamalan movie, The Happening. Yeah, I could hear the air quotes around movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So why? <laughs> <laughs> it is an act of nature that we'll never fully understand, Joel. That's Are true. you describing the movie or M. Night Shyamalan? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, yeah, you know, when you originally approached me for doing this this show i was just thinking of what what movie could i bring to the table that has not been you know because there's lots of movies that I, I i actually am a huge fan of watching spectacularly terrible movies like troll 2 the room you know the classic hits thereof all the leprechaun series that's you know generally my favorite but they're so you know they're so bad that they've reached this exquisite level of entertainment. And I was trying to think of something like that, that people don't really talk about. And I remembered watching this with my then boyfriend, whenever it came out and 2008. we, 2008, which woofa doofa. Um, <laughs> so long ago, we were so innocent then. Uh, and I remember we were watching this and I remember we used to, you know, watch bad movies. We didn't think this would be a bad movie for some reason. I guess, I guess, M. Night Shyamalan hadn't done Avatar yet uh, and he That's hadn't like, he completely hadn't. soiled his brand. But we, we were, you know, watching this movie and I remember just laughing every five minutes and going, 
you know, is is this for real? Like, is this actually happening? <laughs> Unwittingly, hence like the echoing title. the yeah, hence <laughs> the title. But just every time, you know, it, there would be a freeze frame on Zoe Deschanel's blank eyes uh, <laughs> for you know minutes, <laughs> and then trees waving. It was uh, to me. I I go back to that moment in in time where it was just like, ah, oh, this was so pure and so idiotic mm-hmm. and so joyful in a way which looking back on this on this poorly done movie um when our biggest concern as a nation was that m night Shyamalan was starting to crack that was (laughs) (laughs) that that there was there were some uh some chinks in the armor of the veneer of of m night Shyamalan. yeah to this yeah, point, I mean, stellar and untouchable filmography. Yeah, no, but I, I do think you're you're dead on about that, Kim, in that, because I remember that too. Like, I remember going into this movie thinking it was going to be good because, I mean, The Sixth Sense was such a phenomenon and we all love them for that. And Signs was good. I think if I remember, it was Signs and then, uh, is it The Village? Is that the name of that movie? So the, the follow-up to Sixth Sense was Unbreakable. Right, which was still really yeah, good. Yeah, which I remember being good. And I, yeah. I haven't gone back to any of his movies then to see Don't. if they are still good yeah. they may not be <laughs> i think they probably aren't i did see avatar recently and i was like this is, this is a there's no redeeming this but eventually we'll have to take a stab at it but um <laughs> we could do an avatar month where we watch that and the james cameron movie like together we'll just watch <laughs> all avatars <laughs> <laughs> I, I guarantee Avatar to uh, Electric Boogaloo or whatever it's called is going to be is not going to be the cultural phenomenon that Avatar was. I think I'd rather I was telling a friend I would rather see uh, M. Night Shyamalan's Avatar again rather than see Avatar 2. That's how not interested I am in seeing Avatar 2. <laughs> I unapologetically love James Cameron's Avatar, even oh, really? though it's absolutely terrible. Like it's a bad movie. That's very well made. Yeah. Uh, it, to refresh your memory, Kim, if you don't remember, the thing they're after is called unobtainium. Oh, right. <laughs> I mean, a- as an adaptation of the Smurfs, like it's not bad. Isn't but... it like Pocahontas Smurfs? I mean, that's like that my memory right. of it. It's, it's, it's Dances with Smurfs. Dances with Smurfs. It's well, Dances we... with Wolves, but with giant Smurf cat people. But look, that's not what we're here to talk. We're here to talk oh, about right. the right. happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's happening. Um. Oof. So I have a question for the two of you, and this sure. might affect your interpretation of the film. So <laughs> I was delighted to, you know, go back, uh, you know, after watching this film again and being like, "Yep, it's still bad. Uh, I don't remember it poorly. <laughs> it's still pretty, you know, much much the way I remember it." And I've been seeing a, a couple of articles that came out in the last couple years where people are actually saying that. The happening is actually an intentional comedy that we didn't get it at the time nope. that M. Night Shyamalan no. No. was trying nope. for a B movie. And nope. he even himself. Has I think he was trying said, yeah, for a, a B movie. Yes. But I don't think it was. I don't think the comedy was intentional. Yeah. I know a lot That's of his touchstones were sort of B movies from the past. Like the blob of, and, yeah. and, and the birds, which is a B movie, a Hitchcock B movie, but like is great because this movie is just the birds with the plants and debris. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> the plot. Wind. Yeah. The wind. Yeah. Yes. With plants but in the wind. I think also Kim, you're you're <laughs> touching on the fact that a, a popular trend in this these clickbait 
era that we live in of the internet is the thing that you think is bad is actually good or the thing that you think is good is actually bad. It's a very popular article type. And I feel like yes. that's what that is. No, actually, that, the happening yeah. is good. Yeah, I click on all those that. articles. Yeah. I click on all those See? articles. That's why I have a lot of cryptocurrency and I bought gold and <laughs> I love the happening. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, oh no. no, you've been you've been Shyamalan. I think the gold <laughs> is worth the most out of the those three things because crypto. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Um, the other thing that I was you know doing before this was just kind of because I really wanted to understand what it was like to work on this film because everyone is so terrible in this mm -hmm. uh, to the point where I I mean, and there's like, good so actors in this movie. I was to say like. Is Zoe Deschanel a good actor? Otherwise, I mean, it had me questioning her entire career. Uh, you know, I John like Leguizamo. John Leguizamo is yeah. a good actor. I will, yeah. I will defend John Leguizamo. He is a good actor. He's chewing on marbles throughout this entire <laughs> movie, where he's talking like a lush when he's doing math at, at people because he's a math teacher. You know, it's very <laughs> like this astonishing acting choices. Um, and I was like going back and watching press, you know, junkets that they've done and their line reads are even worse in the in the interviews that they do <laughs> than they yes, are in the I movie. I love this movie. Yeah, it's so Knight good is, and fun. Right. <laughs> it's I really appreciated the story. Yeah, it's no. Has a lot to say about the environment and you know, the world we're living in, the the 24-hour news cycle. Yeah, it's uh, making statements. I think that that is maybe the clearest sign of just the problems with this movie that 14 years later, we are having a lot more conversations and it's at least in all of our you know awareness more of climate change and how important it is. And so, like, you would think the themes would feel like they were ahead of their time, but they don't. They it doesn't. <laughs> about because you're talking about the performances and the performances are not good but also astonishing. the way it's shot is so weird to me in these very extreme close-ups of that are inches away from people's faces and then the editing is weird everything feels like it stays too long in the shots like it's just from top to bottom every choice made is bizarre and even the moments that because if I remember, I think it had a really good trailer, but uh, it's like when you watch like the actual stuff happen where the people are, are harming themselves, where they're jumping off of buildings or stuff like even that stuff is so devoid of tension and shot in a way that is so bland and weird that it, it's definitely, like you said, Kim, more comical. Like when a guy's well, like laying down in front of a lawnmower, it feels oh, funny. That's one of my favorite moments where he just lays down. He just casually just walks lays over. Down. And lays down. Between two. He casually turns on the one, walks over, turns on the other, lays yeah. down between them and lets yeah, I, himself get run over. And the crazy thing is, so I will say I have... Nary enjoyed a single M. Night Shyamalan movie. Whoa. Uh, wow. Yeah. The one that the one that I the, come the closest to enjoying is The Sixth Sense. Uh, but if it didn't have the, the twist ending, I, I think that saved the movie because otherwise I was real bored the whole time. Um, 
but he does have a reputation for being able to create suspense and direct horror because he made a superhero movie and directed it like a horror film in uh, Unbreakable uh, for no apparent reason. Which is you you want to talk about ahead of his time. That's just what Sam Raimi just did (laughs) (laughs) in Multiverse of Madness. So he was ahead of the curve on what if we made a comic book movie, a horror film. So I will give him credit for that. Yeah. But and it was whatever the next one was, I think the village might have been the next one. I think it was the village. Yeah. Or Lady in the Water or whatever. No, because I think. Yeah, because I think all of those were before the happening. I think Lady in the Water was later. Like after I think, I think Lady in the Water was before the happening, though. Oh, maybe. But I, I feel like those are the first three. If I again, this is all available information to all of us. But in my memory, Science was third. I'm, I'm almost certain of it. Yeah. But, but it's like, yeah, I, I think like we had six and signs unbreakable. No, unbreakable was before signs for sure. OK, well, but I'm saying whatever the order, like all of those came out and the myth of this guy was still fully yeah, intact he, hadn't, he, had, yeah. he had yet to have, have worn out his goodwill it started shaking a little bit by the time we get to the village was almost non-existent upon lady in the water uh and then this happened well and i in, in some happened. regards I, it happened yes in some regards i am a little sympathetic towards part of what i think happened to him is that he got known for doing twist endings and when you're known for doing twist endings it makes it really hard to keep doing twist endings because everyone's, everyone's going in expecting, twist. yeah, some surprise ending. Yeah, what yeah. was the surprise for this movie? Uh, there I guess was the su- that it just ended. <laughs> yeah, the surprise is that. Paris. Yeah, the surprise is <laughs> that he didn't write a third act. <laughs> he just laid down in front of his metaphorical tractor and drove over his <laughs> pretty much <laughs> that's kind of that scene really encapsulates what this movie is about just from start to finish also did anyone know scene had closure yeah <laughs> it's true did you guys know that he wrote the screenplay for Stuart little i went to look I up i did know that yeah, yeah i did not what? know that yeah, yeah. i, I never that. saw it but yeah, because it's Six Sense, Unbreakable Signs, The Village, Lady in the Water, then this. I wanted to double check that. And then Last Airbender was after this. And I feel like that was this was, was like it was starting to fall apart. And then that Last Airbender movie came out. And yeah, we, yeah. That was, See, what, what I so I, I, I truly hated Avatar, uh, Last Airbender movie, even though I love the, you know, the, oh, the show is great. It's yeah, so the TV good. It was amazing. Yeah. Everybody should watch that show. But uh, I would not see that movie again if I could help it, but I would watch The Happening again. I did uh, for this podcast just because there's something a little charming about the ineptitude uh, well, layers in because, this movie. Well, and I th- yeah, I mean, we, we'll, I, we're we going to do Silver Lining, so I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. Okay, but but yeah, like, <laughs> no, the, I do agree with you that it's so bizarre. The, the choices that are made are like you just... It kind of, you know, it's funny. It's become a thing of like such and such was written by bots. Like that's a new like fun thing that people make. This feels like that. It feels like a robot wrote this movie who doesn't quite understand how humans interact or exist. Right. Well, the whole. Oh, God. I would say just and almost everybody involved with it will not talk about it. Like Kristen Connolly, who is in <laughs> the opening scene where her friend or sister, oh. whoever the character is, stabs herself in the neck with a, a hairpin. Um, 
will not talk about this movie under any circumstances. <laughs> Did they sign non-disclosure agreements? <laughs> no, I think people have tried and she's like, I refuse. I don't I don't I, I think it's for her own safety, not for any any NDA that she may have been forced to sign. You know what? They're really afraid of the trees. The trees on this movie yeah, are very powerful yeah. and and they don't want to upset them. The trees we and the just, breeze. <laughs> we were just thinking they must have had really large fans. That was their there's their effects budget. It was just getting these giant fans on the field. Yeah, like I w- I do like to picture M. Night Shyamalan out somewhere in a field with his director of photography, like cinematographer, just standing there looking at a monitor of trees gently rustling and being like, all right, we got it. Let's move on. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, no, no, a little, like 30 more seconds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. 30 more seconds. Can we increase the wind a little bit more? No, no, no. Pull it back. Too, too much. Pull Bring it back. It back. <laughs> All right. 30 more seconds. Yeah, it's... Is the second unit getting close-ups of Zoe Deschanel's eyes right now? Because that that's, <laughs> we don't have enough coverage oh, there. Oh, my God. If the second unit filmed the actors and, <laughs> and M. Night Shyamalan only filmed the trees, that would be truly amazing but yeah can we talk about some of the so we played the clip in the beginning so we already talked about don't take my daughter's hand unless you mean it or which is so weird it's such a weird thing to say and that comes so early in the movie but this it's not like, the first or weirdest earliest thing no. you know which is has to be at least for me when we're introduced to mark Wahlberg as a teacher and <laughs> he picks this one kid that's not even the kid's not misbehaving He's not doing like he's asking what happened to the bees. And there's one kid like over in the corner and he just decides to focus in on him and then tells him he has a perfect face, which is a really weird thing to say to a kid. You in your perfect face, but, uh, <laughs> you know, in a couple of years, that perfect face is going to be ugly. <laughs> get ready just, for that. Better you know, than science. Hey, what about the bees? Hey, bud, your nose is going to grow. You know that? You know, yeah. it's going to keep growing an inch every year. <laughs> it's going to keep growing. There's nothing you can do about it. Some say your wife was gonna gonna have dessert with another man because you're ugly. Also, can we also talk about the fact <laughs> that the other man in this movie is uh, our director who loves to give himself cameos. The voice on Zoe Deschanel's phone is M. Night Shyamalan when playing Joey. When Joey calls her, <laughs> yeah, the tiramisu Joey. Some I did not clock that. Once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, yeah, all, all of that is weird. Like, it's so like and again, <laughs> the choices this movie makes. So, yeah. So just to set it up, if people are listening, because I imagine some people are listening to this and, and did not go back to rewatch the movie, which good choice Bless on you. all of you. Uh, but just to set it up <laughs> for people. Yeah, the setup is so, yeah, Mark Wahlberg is a teacher. He works with John Leguizamo. Uh, where because Wahlberg's a science teacher and Leguizamo's a math teacher, right? And then yes. even though there's a Robert Frost quote on Wahlberg's board for in his science class, sure, okay. But uh, well, the, the, whoever filmed the school scenes had clearly never been to a school. No, yeah. Uh, at one point, they just call all of the teachers yeah. away from their classes. Too. I was <laughs> uh, and as a high school teacher. That's never happened. Right. 
also <laughs> once ever and again it's it's 14 years ago so it's not quite you know they didn't have like smartphones the way that they did but all those kids had cell phones and access to things too like they all could have been figuring and the out what's going was there were smartphones they weren't ubiquitous yeah. but like kids did have also them. they had had like i mean sorry to get dark but they had had like school incidents before like you don't just leave kids alone <laughs> like, right they had had that was a post 9-11 world post-Columbine world yeah Columbine. uh but like they summoned them all to every be, teacher to stay all right we're dismissing the kids no it's yeah. going down an, in new york not even shit's going down there's an event happening yeah that's the most anticlimactic thing to say yep. there's a, there seems to be some sort of event happening which is said over and over again it's so strange and every time they look into the camera when they say happening and they wink at us and that's such a weird <laughs> and there's a little ding sound effect every time <laughs> yeah i but yeah so there's that of like yeah they're just like, but but again so Wahlberg talks about one of his students face and the fact that it's perfect but won't we have leguizamo saying don't take my daughter's hand unless you mean it which again is so weird uh to, oh. to the yeah, to the um, what's her face? To Zoe Deschanel. But that's what I was going to say, too. Yeah. I knew I was going to like. So it sets up in the beginning. Yes. Yeah, so there are teachers who work together and Zoe Deschanel is married to Mark Wahlberg, but they're having marital problems, which I guess everyone knows about, apparently. And Leguizamo does not like her because she's getting tiramisu with him. Night Shyamalan. No, because Charlie. she no, yeah. he doesn't like her because she cried on her wedding day. Oh, right. That is the reason he stayed. Oh, right, right, right. Doesn't like yeah, her, you know, yeah. Thank you. So thank you. You're 100 percent right. He's like. <laughs> You know, on your wedding day, when I was wandering around opening random doors in the church while your wife was getting ready, I saw her crying. And he says this in this marbly voice. You're like, yeah. no, I was wandering around. I was wandering around. Do you know the probabilities of me walking in on your wife while she was getting ready for your wedding in front of her crying? <laughs> I mean, he went to, clearly went to the Jeff Daniels mouthful of coleslaw school of acting. <laughs> yes. Or Jeff Bridges, sorry. Uh, yes. <laughs> he walked in on her in a cave hey, with a bunch of scraps. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah. So, but the, they create all this tension with the two of them. And then he just leaves and dies. Uh, yeah. he, he leaves them with her, his daughter. His daughter. His yeah. own his daughter. Well, he and leaves also, his wife behind at the first. And then he leaves his daughter with this yeah. woman he hates. Yeah. He has no issue leaving his wife behind and then tells them like, oh, well, I got to go get her. <laughs> you did, Literally, Mark Wahlberg tells him at the train station, do, do we want to wait for her? And he's like, nah, let's just go. <laughs> and he's like, you know what? I've, I've had this entire train ride to think about it. We should probably go get her. Yeah, I should. We should have waited. But I'm going to abandon my daughter. The important thing is that all parts of our family are splintered off and never together. But you fuck you guys for your bad marriage. <laughs> <laughs> my wife, who's not cast in this movie because we never see her. She's an off screen character. <laughs> Who was going to Princeton, New Jersey to pick up a special doll for Jess. In fairness, they don't sell dolls in Philadelphia. They refuse to. No. You can't you can't buy a single doll. You got to go to Princeton for that. Yeah, I dare so, you to try to find a doll in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. You can't, can't do it. You can't. There's just those Rocky yeah. steps and cheesesteaks. Those are the only things they sell in, in Philadelphia. And a bunch of teeth from the Mütter Museum. Yeah. And that's it. And yes. wrestling, like extreme wrestling. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> 
but no dolls nope they don't even have action figures at the wrestling shows that's how much they don't have dolls no they they tell you you want to buy the rock you you go to princeton new jersey and do that cross the river to camden maybe you can get a doll in camden (laughs) all right so but let's do we want to talk about the old lady too i feel like we need to talk about all of the weird interactions should we do it in sequential order so they get on the train okay sure yeah they get on the train it, it stops. It, the and, train and, stops working because they can't talk to anyone else. Right. And then they all everybody that was on the train goes to the Filbert restaurant in Filbert, Pennsylvania. And everybody that got off the train somehow has a car, except for Mark Wahlberg, John Leguizamo <laughs> and uh, Zoe Deschanel. And also, let's point out that the, the point that the train stops working is that they can they can no longer communicate with anyone else because everyone, everyone in large groups are harming and killing themselves but yet cell phones never stop working <laughs> like traffic lights cars all of that it's still okay but it just well, the this hasn't tra- caught up to the, the fact there's no one to run it yeah so but the train that which just goes straight on a track and seems like you could continue to drive it even if you couldn't talk to anyone that they have to stop <laughs> so yeah and then they want to go to an even smaller town that's not on the map. That's their plan. And then at some point, Wahlberg uses his high school science teacher powers to deduce it's probably large groups of people. And since our second actor from Succession has shown up in a larger group, he's going to prove that point to us uh, by him and all of his people dying in front of us. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we're going to splinter Which- off. They also I, I forget when he figures this out, but it's like pretty early on where it's also, you know, it's outside and it has to do with the trees. And at no point is it even entertained, really, that. Well, I mean, I guess they, they do try to go inside. That's where we meet the uh, crazy couple. Yes. But for yeah. the most part, there's, their tactic is to just keep running into the just forest. Outside. It's, the, it's, the menace is the trees. The menace is the trees. The you can breathe it outside. So let's continue to run outside instead of hunkering down. Even though we figured out that you just need to be in a small group of like less than five people or whatever. And you're fine. Uh, yeah. So all that happens. He figures all of this out as a science teacher without ever doing real science. He just kind of realizes things. Just jumps to conclusions. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's no scientific method used. There's no. And even in his classroom in the beginning, he's just asking his students to speculate with no data. So what about the bees? (laughs) And also just calling them future ugly. That's that's his method. Like he. he, That's the most accurate thing in this movie. Yeah. I just want (laughs) to. You'll be ugly someday. Hey, your face is perfect now, but you could be future ugly. That's how you inspire your kids, right? Day to day, I tell kids, beauty fades, but uh, stupid is forever. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) That's why you need to get to work. That's good. (laughs) All right, so then they go to one house. They go to a murder house where a guy is just firing his shotgun randomly. Yeah, they have children. They they have, like, teens with them, and the teens are murdered summarily by which are also once nobody again, reacts to that nobody reacts to it and also <laughs> once again these are kids who's had parents i presume who just have peeled off like at some point they just keep ending up with everyone else's children and not yeah. the adults that's and, the stranger part is like why do they why do these orphans keep gravitating to them to this childless <laughs> sad couple like we gotta go with that. It's it's like Jurassic Park logic of like, well, this horror movie's gonna happen. We need to teach this sad couple about like having children and the importance of family. Yes. 
<laughs> is this the point where he lies, where Mark Wahlberg lies to Zoe Deschanel about uh, flirting with a clerk at a drugstore? Uh, which oh, is... that was... <laughs> Talk about bot language. That oh. was so It's also, if you, if you yeah, I went take... to the drugstore and I just, you know, I didn't even need cough syrup, but I bought the cough syrup because uh, the woman said I was attractive. And he's also like, it cost $8 and I didn't need it, but I bought it. But like, I bought it. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> if you take it at face value, that scene, it's so sad because <laughs> she does not ever believe him. <laughs> and then he's like, I made it up. I, oh, I yeah, didn't. It's all a big joke. No, I... I I'm completely in love with you. I, I would never do that. I, I, would, never I would never imagine. buy cough syrup unnecessarily. I would never buy cough syrup I didn't need. <laughs> what? Not for you, not for my mother, not for anybody. Also, even if all of that happened, that's still not the same as what she did. Even his fake story isn't going to dinner with, like... Which isn't is having also not that... Too. Bad, which is also not that like no. in terms yeah. of like egregious things that people can do outside the bounds of their marriage. Oh, I thought it was code. You guys, okay, so you think they actually had tiramisu? I thought that was like a euphemism. I think they so, literally had tiramisu. No, I think they literally <laughs> had tiramisu. It's often repeated. <laughs> no, the way it's repeated so much. I'm like, I think they did. <laughs> you guys don't call it tiramisu? Like, when you... <laughs> oh no, I do. But I was like, how did the movie know about my weird thing? <laughs> no, how they know it was my word? <laughs> so do you okay who do you think is the worst at line reads do you think it's marky mark or do you think it's zoe uh, I think it's marky. I, I, look i just want to say that so like i i feel like i need to to say because we we kind of talked about this but i i didn't throw in on her behalf before i have seen zoe deschanel in many movies prior to this including movies that i love uh like almost famous where i think she is fantastic so i think that she's great on the new girl yeah she's great a new girl like good even a a movie that we should completely do for this uh show is her hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy but i like her in that i like her in most things i've seen her in uh but she's not good in this movie but i i'm gonna still say baseline it's mark Wahlberg for sure Yeah, uh, I'm I'm inclined to agree. Yeah. All right. If it's me, I go back and forth just because like her. Uh, Maybe because her ceiling is so yeah. much higher than his. Well, I will say that yeah. she like I she will do give, better. Like I will at least give Wahlberg credit that he's playing emotions where she seems to be. It's like she's on Thorazine or something. It's like right. she does not have an emotional reaction to anything that happens in this entire movie. But you could argue that that's more consistent with the rules of the world than the way Mark Wahlberg is. Well, right. That's why I'm <laughs> defensive of her. Of Like, maybe she's playing exactly what she was told to play. <laughs> she read the room. Yeah. No, she's I like, see what this is. I'm just going like, to just go to sleep. Just <laughs> like shut I it off. Zoe. None of this movie. I'm in a contract. Oh, boy. Let me just uh, like, take it makes some wonder, bills. Like, <laughs> like, was the note that Shyamalan gave us like, all right, so I want all of these lines to be delivered like a middle schooler in their first school play mm-hmm. where they were they were the understudy and they did not memorize the leads lines. OK, you, you That's have to performance. I want you. You're kind of antsy. You, you have to pee. You, you're looking for your dad out in the audience. <laughs> like, <laughs> play it. Do you you know what? I just hit me, too. Do you think that. They all got the script. And again, as we said, this was like height of Shyamalan. Do you think they read the ending and were like, oh, you know what? He's probably like, 
keeping he's the ending the out of the script. He doesn't yeah. want. He's worried about spoilers, so he didn't put the real ending in here. So I bet it's crazy. And I'm signing on to find out what that real ending is. And then they all got on set and were like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and worst of all, Shaman's not even directing us. It's the second unit. He's just shooting trees the whole time. <laughs> he's just directing the trees. It's all yeah, he's doing. Maybe that's why yeah, the performances aren't good. They're literally just Zoe's like, how was that? And then it's just a second unit director looking at his phone, just being like, yeah, perfect. And no, got no, it. No, <laughs> notes. no notes. Let's go to the next one. Uh, all right. And this one, I, it's uh, don't take my daughter's hand unless you mean it go leg was on still hear words don't take my daughter's hands unless you mean it what's crap <laughs> <laughs> okay does uh, well, the daughter have any lines the daughter does i think but, you, but not much she, she cries did a, she, she did a better job uh, I found her to be a convincing, the most convincing human actor. Although it it is possibly worth noting that I'm pretty sure she quit acting yeah, after she's this never, movie. She hasn't done a movie since this. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh yeah. no! So the yeah, so it's, it's always good to find another career ender for SLP. Yeah, that is a <laughs> consistent movies theme. That we've done. People have said, "Nope, I'm out." Yeah, that's that's how you know. That's how you know how it ranks up in the pantheon is how many people were like, "No, I, I don't need to act anymore." <laughs> Yeah, this is the best I've ever done. Uh, this is the height of my powers. I don't need to push my luck anymore. I think we got to talk about this old lady and then maybe we can pivot. But yeah. Yeah. OK. This When does the old lady happen? That's the, after, after, the, the after the murder house. house. Yeah. The guy after so the guy house. randomly is firing his shotgun and then they continue to wander around looking for another house and they find. Oh, we also kind of skipped over. They find yeah. a model house at one point, too. That is this. OK, the scene with the the where he. Marky Mark monologues to a plant. We cannot yeah. skip yes. that scene. It's like, yeah. wait, you're a fake plant. I'm still yeah. talking to you. Yeah. And I'm talking about the fact that you're fake to yeah. you. Because that's actually before the murder house. They go to the, the model home. And yeah, he talks to a plant. The kids that are about to be murdered are like picking up glasses and being like, they're fake. There's this liquid in it is plastic or whatever. And then right. and then they go to the murder house and then rule of threes find the old lady who's like, I have Goldilocks rules just yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> Who has no connection to the outside world, doesn't know what's happening, seems happening. Yeah. Uh -huh. She seems hospitable at first she's but yeah, then she seems great and then <laughs> she's just sitting on her porch with a shotgun she seems great but she's like stay you know it's so, so i suppose the kind thing to do to be to offer you folks dinner yeah and then she walks in the house i ain't asking again <laughs> but then yeah so she makes them dinner the girl goes to reach for something at the table and she smacks her hand and accuses her of stealing and then Walks outside, the happening happens to her. She gets happened. <laughs> she gets happened. She haps. And then she <laughs> she kills herself with some glass. Like, yeah, she headbutts herself into the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is how she dies, yes. which is great. And then well, I feel like if we're going to talk about uh, window and glass related deaths, we have to talk about how Leguizamo goes out. Oh, right, right, right. So Leguizamo... Oh. There's a girl, there's a woman freaking out in his thing. And because then the uh, like 
landscape workers are just have hung themselves with hoses from the trees. And she's freaking out. So he then he does this math problem that's way too convoluted. And she's like, I don't know, 30? Like how many you know, if I get if I doubled the amount of money I gave you every day. And then I guess he calms that woman down or doesn't, but then he notices that the Jeep they're in has a tear in it. And yeah, and the canopy. And then we see a wide shot that I guess M. Night probably filmed of the Jeep running into a tree. And then Leguizamo gets out and slits his wrist with a piece of glass. He sits down, though, for a really long down. time first. Just very... Yeah, yeah. Another very normal choice. Very straightforward. <laughs> very <laughs> deliberate. Very. Which I, I feel like I was trying to get to this earlier, but. I think it would have gone a long way for this movie if when these things are happening, happening, uh, hey. we do need a bell. I wish we had a bell, but uh, we'll, we'll do it in post. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that instead of them being serene and unenthusiastic, like, I think if we zoomed in on their faces and there was just panic, like if their eyes were panicked but they still were doing it, you know, like they, if anyone it, reacted at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah. if they conveyed, <laughs> I don't want to be doing this, but I can't help it instead of they all convey like, this is exactly what I like. I'm a sim and you've just told me to ram my head into a plate glass. Yeah. <laughs> like know? that's the thing of this movie is that you see these really tight close-ups of Marky Mark's face and Zoe Deschanel's face and nothing is happening at all. In happening. The brains. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no one reacts to anything horrific that happens, except possibly in that opening scene. That's the only time that someone seems horrified. Just the uh, the one construction worker seems to be freaking out. Yes, as yeah. as everyone he's as he's identifying by name. Everyone. Like, who's... No, it's Charles Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not Bob Lazinski. Oh, no. Oh, it's Todd Washington. <laughs> Fred Stevens? <laughs> Not Fred. <laughs> yeah. But then he has a weird turn of phrase where it's like, it's like, my God in heaven or something. Just just weird, bad dialogue that just no one talks like that dialogue. Which also, can we talk about how inconsistent what like people? Because, again, this movie never explains it. But so the people on top of the building are all jumping, but the people on the bottom are fine. And then in that like even before that, the woman on the park bench is fine, but her friend next to her is stabbing herself with the needle. There seems to be no consistency to like how. Yeah, it's either happening to everybody or it isn't. Yeah, randomly. <laughs> and then they say that it's large groups, but then when the old woman kills herself, then it's like, well, now it's spread to just individuals. But then yeah, it was just her. But it's just her. And then it stops. <laughs> For no reason. Well, because it got down. It was it was all a big quest to kill that one old woman who was uh, who was who was secretly just murdering plants. Oh, but she yeah. did have a doll, though. She did have a doll outside. Maybe she got it at Princeton. Uh, she must have. Like she didn't get it in Philadelphia. I can tell you that yeah. for sure. Yeah, right. that I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which also. Yeah. Did they give the doll to the girl? They don't. Right. Like, that doesn't even feel like a fulfilled you know like like you that seems like that thread was just dangling there for them yeah. to connect of like here 
here's the doll you were supposed to get. You know, nope. That was the secret ending that M. Night forgot to put in the, the pages in. The, the twist that was that was this was all about twist. that girl getting a doll. That's what we were actually watching the whole time. Actually, you know what would have been great? What if in the like, what if there was a post credit scene in Princeton, New Jersey, where it's just the wife buying a doll? And she's fought nothing like just here's the money for the doll. Thank you. Here's my change. And then she's just it's her on the phone trying to call her husband being like, I don't know. I can't get it for some reason. <laughs> Weird. And then that she would finds fit it because, yeah, that would fit because nothing happened. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. no, Were you here, here's the Shyamalan twist. Uh, this whole movie is uh, this eight year old girl 20 years later recollecting all the like just making up a story about how she wanted this doll and the no one would give it to her so like everybody fucking died because i hate everybody like that's just this it's just an angry mad eight-year-old girl that hates the world (laughs) because she didn't get this doll that she was promised on her birthday yeah it's like yeah my parents aren't even my real parents i wish i was i wish my real dad was like this marble mouth latino guy but instead i'm with marky mark (laughs) <laughs> also he was handsome 20 years ago but now his nose is real big and he looks weird <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, and then the movie ends with zoe Deschanel getting pregnant sure yep yeah because <laughs> no one has grown or changed or yeah. defeated the enemy so let's yeah the event stops it just yeah. stops it stops like it. yeah it's literally stops. after that old woman yeah both just like narratively and emotionally no catharsis, no resolution, nothing. It's just she's pregnant now, which also doesn't need to happen because they also have this girl anyway. And also they yeah. didn't really fix their marriage. <laughs> well, she stopped eating tiramisu. Well, and also, I guess Joey killed himself in Philadelphia, probably. Yeah, oh, yeah. Joey definitely <laughs> killed himself. <laughs> uh, yeah. So pivot. Oh, and then it starts happening in Paris. Right, for no reason. Again, doesn't make any sense. But sure, we yeah, got like, to we got to tease the sequel. Did it, did the pollen or whatever it was just blow across the Atlantic Ocean or something? That's probably like, what it was. Well, plants can communicate as the That's the right. one guy who's who is one of the has some of the more speaking lines in the movie, oh. uh, but is only credited as the greenhouse owner. Yeah, but was he the guy that was obsessed with hot dogs for some reason? There was like this whole scene. He does ask. Two. He does ask Wahlberg if he likes hot dogs or for so. Yeah, there's, because again, nobody in this movie speaks like a normal human being. He does start right. talking about hot dogs, but yeah, he's he's the one in the clip that we played in the beginning. They're going with him, and that's right. where they're trying to get like Wazamo. But yeah, he he has most of the early theories about what's what's going on i I avoided saying the word because we don't have a bell so (laughs) he knows what's going on (laughs) (laughs) all right but yeah do we want to pivot to silver linings or is there anything else that we Mm -hmm. yeah we were good we were were talking about the silver linings but yeah we're official that's the shaman twist these were the silver linings the whole time oh actually this movie's great we loved it (laughs) (laughs) um I like the score. Yeah. The score was good. Yep. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said before, I think there is something genuinely, I think there's something genuinely charming about how inept from, from, maybe aside, the score aside, like every other element of this movie is, is 
not just bad, but just really bad, like yeah. spectacularly bad. Well, like and the, sh- the shots. Yeah, the like so memorably, so memorably bad from someone who had four successful blockbuster films under their Hugely belt. Hugely successful blockbuster yeah. movies. To make a movie this inept in execution is kind of inspiring, honestly. I like to think that everybody finally saw the Shyamalan that I'd been seeing the whole time. <laughs> no, Andy. Andy, that Shyamalan is dead. It's happening. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> um, yeah, like, uh, like there just wasn't a good acting performance that you could highlight in this movie. No, uh, there wasn't. Actually, you know what? I'm going to push back on that. I thought the old lady was great. Okay, yeah, I'll give you that. The old lady plays such a terrifyingly unhit she's more interesting than anything else that's happening in this movie if the movie threw out every other premise and it just found a way to make the these three people have to stay with an old woman who's completely unpredictable from moment to moment <laughs> like that it's was the movie, movie i wanted yeah that yeah that started to be a different movie and then then it then something happened to her and then it went back to the boring Ding. movie that we've been watching but yeah, it started to get really compelling once you. Yeah, the dinner scene is easily my favorite scene in the I'm movie. Push back against the word boring, because like I was very much the whole time like, oh, what what dumb thing is going to happen next? And, it, <laughs> true. Ding. and Ding. I was wrapped in attention to this movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, just to know like how like it ne- like we've watched many a movie on this podcast for this podcast that has not held my attention where I've said. You know what? The silver lining is it's a good movie to watch while you're making dinner or, you know, whatever. Uh, this movie held my attention because I'm like, what are they going to do next? That's true. It was unpredictable. Yes. Because no one behaved in any way that humans would ever behave. No. Maybe they were all under the influence of plants. Maybe that that's my clickbait article I'm going to write is actually the, the reason that everyone's terrible in this movie is because they're all infected. <laughs> BuzzFeed is already emailing Joel to get the screen rants. Got his got him on speed dial now. <laughs> oh, man. Can I write the BuzzFeed, which, you know, emotionless, bizarre character from the happening? Are you? <laughs> <laughs> but here's the Shyamalan twist. We're all Joey Zoe Deschanel. I wish. <laughs> yeah. Like. Even like reading the IMDb trivia for this movie, you can tell it's like grasping at straws. Like, what? I like Zoe Deschanel's irises kind of look like a heart in one scene, I guess. That's a trivia piece that we could talk about. Oh, wow. Like, that's it's it's like really stretching for like, what can we say about this turd? One of the <laughs> IMDb trivia things said that Leguizamo's math is wrong, which I have obviously did not verify. But according wow. to IMDb, the actual answer he gives isn't even correct. In that but scene. it's wrong by a penny. Here's the thing. It's wrong by a penny. Yeah. Yeah. Because it said that I think it didn't count the first penny from day one. Yeah. Who's watching that scene though and being like, who is he got that wrong? Not well, it's like, like whoa. the whole thing is stupid. Well, <laughs> no, I mean, the answer is math problem. Yeah. Well, and the answer is someone who's good at math who was watching this movie who is like, well, I could continue to pay attention to what's happening on screen or I could do this math. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, like this. 
is this was an experience. Yes, it really was. It was an experience to watch this movie. Um, I, I and even if you accept the premise that he was setting out to make like an awesomely bad film, a la Troll Two, he was either way too good at it that no one noticed, or yeah. way too bad at it that he just it's just terrible. I honestly think out of all the movies, Kim, that you mentioned, I feel like it's closest to the room in terms of just the mm. way characters are behaving and the way that yeah. the yeah. film made of just why is the camera there? Why did that person just say that? Like, it's definitely the closest to that <laughs> vibe. Yeah. Well, like even the scene where like they notice all of the landscape workers hanging from the trees, like. No way. Did when she see that in the movie be actually when she would have seen that because they're driving down a pretty straight road well, and they're hanging at like car level. Also, that's too many landscaping workers. They were all in the tree <laughs> at the same time. There's like 10 of them. Like, I mean, it's a tree lined street, but still it's too many. That's a, th there's a lot of that, like the construction workers. There were like 50 people on that roof. I feel <laughs> like a lot of people. <laughs> uh they just whoever they could get well, be like can you sign this release you want to be in this movie let me ask the, what what was your guys favorite death well it's the lawnmower is it, yeah lawnmower, i think it is it's mauled by a lion is second okay that mauled by a lion we didn't talk oh, about that before that is a monty python <laughs> sketch like that guy is doing the the night the you know like it's just a flesh wound like bit okay. kind of why i was like let that kind of lent credence to the intentional comedy theory because it's so funny to watch that video and then also the people watching the video so they're watching this video on this this phone i guess and then someone's like it must be terrorists and i'm like what <laughs> why do you yeah. think it's terrorists yeah this well 2008 terrorists Those also i love the idea they're watching a cell phone video from <laughs> like, 2008 so the guy in the lion pit was infected by the plant virus, but someone was able to film him from that distance and post it to the internet and post it to the internet in 2008 through two like, years after YouTube got created. Yeah. In like, you know, probably Wi-Fi or, you know, like cell cell phone data from their smartphone. <laughs> like they had five hours to upload that short clip to YouTube. They had Napster yeah. on their phone. Yeah, the guy just luckily had a laptop with LimeWire. <laughs> yeah. So all of that. Yeah. All of, the other thing that didn't get mentioned was just the like the witnessing a death over a phone. Like Marky Mark is just like talking uh like the the they're this woman's talking to her daughter on the phone and like this whole crowd is gathering around them and she's like just talking. It's just so strange. Well, it's yeah. The daughter is one of like only a few people. The other being that guy from Succession. That's the military guy that say weird things before they die, which is not a consistent thing that most people do. But a few characters when the plot dictates it, say something really bizarre right before they kill themselves. Because well, they mentioned very early on that, like, you, there's like stages where it's like acting like saying weird things and then behaving in weird manners and then just completely disregarding your body's. Self-preservation instincts. Mm -hmm. But that's not even how self-preservation instincts work. <laughs> Oh, man, I'm sorry. I just wrote a better ending to this movie. I just. Ooh. Yeah. So here, what do you guys think of this? This is my pitch for the third act. So that weird story that Mark Wahlberg told 
It's actually instead of like cough medicine, it, he bought Flonase. I bought Flonase. I didn't even need it. I don't have allergies, but you know, she said I was hot, so I bought some Flonase. And so he has it, and he's been using it the whole time. And he figures out that's what blocks it, and then he gives Zoe Deschanel his Flonase, which is also uh, metaphorically symbolic of him reuniting. They're choosing to be together because they're sharing this Flonase, and that's what saves them. Yeah, that makes no, you know, it's a significantly worse ending because it makes too much sense and it satisfyingly right. wraps up a lot of storylines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, don't mess with perfection, Joel. Okay, sorry. Sorry, I'm trying. I'm trying yes, to. That was your first mistake. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, did we do it? I mean, this. Oddly enough, this is the first time we've done a Shyamalan movie, and many of his movies are maligned, especially post-Village. I was going to say everything after this. I do want to watch that movie where people go to a beach and become old. Old? That I think is old. just called Old. I know. I, so, it's I also do kind of want to watch Old. Yeah. Yeah. I want to watch Old. So, is it Kim, getting good reviews? Kim, no. you're coming back for Old, right? Like, oh, I'm, I'm down for any Shyamalan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, feel I, don't like... know about, I don't know about Avatar. I will come back if you do an Avatar thing. I guess I, I yeah. will... Fair it enough. Was, but but rough, I want the though. three of us to reunite to watch the movie Old, which I have not seen. Yes. But yeah, well, in like 30 years. <laughs> when we're old. We'll yeah. watch it when we're old. We'll we're go to the beach old. now, but 30 years from now is when we'll actually see it. Um, yeah, I mean, not only is this the first Shyamalan movie we've done, but like this is one of those first like this dips its toe into so bad it's good territory that other movies that we've talked about for this podcast haven't. I still wouldn't call this good. It is no. effing terrible. <laughs> but it's memorable. Um, it is for it sure is mem it memorable. Is, it is memorably bad. Yeah. Because we watch a lot of forgettably bad films and Caddyshack too. Uh, but this is this is also in a sort of a rarefied air by itself. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks, Kim. You're Again, welcome. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not sure what we did to you, but thank you. <laughs> uh, so is there anything that you would like to plug or if people want to find you or um don't find me good that's good <laughs> advice all right so kim is plugging the idea of leaving her alone <laughs> oh i do well i mean uh, i when i eventually do things again my website is kimblurry.com that's k-i-m-b-l-e-r-y.com you seemed unsure of that but I was trying to remember if it was a .com or .net. Ah. I think it's a .com. So Kimblery.com. All right. All right. Yeah. Great. Perfect. And it's all happening. Ding. Ding. Silver Linings Playback is a production of Hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on Apple Podcasts. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network like this one hey guys it's sean and carter from potato salad marmalade aid 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 potato aid. salad marmalade another podcast here on the peak sloth network check it out <laughs>